your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 652 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. Got a very special episode for you guys here today. We're going to continue with uh, what we started in our last episode, actually, where we grade every single trade that the Rangers have made since the release of the infamous letter, where they basically just announced to all of us fans that they were going to be essentially tearing down uh, everything that they had built and just, you know, shipping away all these veterans and uh, doing everything they could to rebuild the team, get better, and put together a championship-quality product, which uh, it seems like the Rangers have already done. I mean, they were on the verge of maybe even winning a Stanley Cup this past season. But uh, like I said, we're going through every trade of the rebuild since that letter went out, whether the trade was big or small or had long-term ramifications, whether it was a good trade or not, whether it was kind of a minor trade that hasn't really been talked about that much. We're going through every single one of them, and there's going to be part two of that today. Part one, like I said, uh, was in our most recent episode, so you can maybe start there if you missed that one. Uh, The other little bit of news that I'll mention here at the top of the show is that there are rumors, doesn't seem to be officially official as of this recording, but there are rumors that the Rangers are bringing back Jimmy Vesey on a one-year deal for the league minimum $750,000. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in our next episode because, you know, obviously it's not quite a done deal yet, or at least it does not seem to be. But I'll discuss Jimmy VC. you know, his first tenure with the Rangers, what he might bring to the table. We'll do that in greater detail in the next episode. But as for today, we got to hit the ground running here. There's a bunch more trades to get through. I believe 10 is the uh, final count for today's episode. And we're going to pick up right where we left off in our last episode. And that would be on February 6, 2019. This is the next Ranger trade of the rebuild. And on this specific day, the Rangers send left winger Cody McLeod to the Nashville Predators in exchange for a seventh round draft pick in 2020. Uh, McLeod had previously played a bunch of years with the Colorado Avalanche. He ends up going to the Predators for two years. He was with the Rangers for parts of two seasons, and then he finished up his most recent season in the NHL with the Predators after this trade, played just seven games for them, no points, has not played in the NHL since then. And then the Rangers used the seventh rounder to take a goalie, Hugo Oilas, and Oilas is still unsigned, but the Rangers own his rights, and he did actually participate in prospect development camp for the Rangers. So if I'm going to grade this, obviously it's a very small deal. You know, Cody McLeod was getting near the end of his career, and the Rangers, you know, they've they've had some luck in, in recent history uh, drafting goalies late in drafts or even bringing in undrafted goalies at various times. But if I'm going to put a grade on this, I'll go with a B minus because you know the Rangers they had no use for McLeod at this point. They got themselves a seventh round lottery draft pick essentially is what they got. And like I just mentioned, you know they have had some success uh, drafting goalies late 
in drafts. So we'll go with a B minus there. Harmless enough trade, not exactly a blockbuster, but you know you you can see the uh, the line of thinking there, and I think you can approve of it if you're a Ranger fan. We'll move six days ahead after that to February 12th, 2019. In this one, the Rangers send goalie Merrick Mazanich to the Canucks in exchange for a seventh round draft pick in 2020. Now. Mazanich had previously played 31 games with the Nashville Predators. He has not played in the NHL since this trade was made. And the Rangers used this pick and another seventh-round pick to trade up into the fifth round and select center Evan Vierling. Vierling has recently been playing with the OHL's Barry Colts. And Vierling was another player that was in uh, Ranger development camp this uh, past offseason here just about a month ago or however long it's been at this point. Uh, again, you know, to give this a grade, I'll say C+. It's a very minor trade, but the Rangers had no real reason to hang on to Merrick Mazanich, and of course, uh, he has not played in the NHL since this trade was made, and then they parlay the seventh-round pick and another seventh-round pick into a fifth-round pick, and they select Evan Vierling, and Vierling is a center. We know how important it is to have quality centers in this league. The Rangers are a little bit thin there, as are some other teams. Vierling isn't somebody whose name comes up as much as others in terms of you know, having a lot of buzz around them as far as the Ranger prospects are concerned. But it's a fine trade. We'll give it a C plus, a little bit better than average. You know, just bring in a, uh, you know, player with at least a little bit of upside, a little bit of uh, potential, very, very young. And, you know, maybe at some point he can get to the NHL for the Rangers and make an impact. We will see. But again, they had no reason to hang on to Mazanich. So it's a fine trade. Give it a C plus. Uh, six more days later, we head to February 18th, 2019. And in this trade, the Rangers send center Peter Holland to the Chicago Blackhawks in exchange for defenseman Darren Radish. Uh, Holland, before this trade was made, had 85 points in 266 career NHL games. He had played in 23 games with the Rangers. All 23 of those games happened in 2017-2018. He has not played in the NHL since this trade. Uh, as for Radish, he didn't make his NHL debut until actually this past season. He ended up playing in four games with the Tampa Bay Lightning. So if I'm going to grade this, I'll give it like a D plus because, you know, Holland had very modest production as I mentioned, 85 points in 266 games, it's not a great amount, but it's kind of surprising that you know somebody like that couldn't stick in the NHL at least a little bit. As I mentioned, he has not played in the NHL since this trade was made, uh, but the Rangers bring in Radish, and Radish never even played a single game for the New York Rangers. He ended up being with the Hartford Wolfpack for three seasons, never saw the ice as a member of the New York Rangers, and Holland was the 15th overall pick in 2019, and Radish was undrafted. So it's kind of hard to figure out what exactly the thinking was here. I'd, I'd love to know what it was because, as we mentioned, you know, Holland goes in the first round, Radish is undrafted, and for some reason the Rangers do a one-for-one -one deal here, and Radish never plays a single game for them. So, like I said, I got to go D-plus here. It, it's not like a catastrophe. It's not one of those trades that it's going to keep you up at night for the rest of your life, but it's just one of those trades that's kind of like, what was the point of that? What exactly was the, uh, the line of thinking there? for the New York Rangers. Uh, we're just getting started here. Obviously, we've begun this countdown today, or not really countdown, but this retrospective here with three fairly minor trades, but we got a big one coming up in just a second. We're going to be talking about uh, what was truly a sad day for, I think, most Ranger fans, and that was the trade of Matt Zuccarello. He was dealt to the Dallas Stars as the Rangers continued their rebuild, and we will get into that trade in just a second and break that one down and a whole bunch of other trades that the Rangers have made throughout this entire rebuilding process. But first, I just want to let everybody know 
Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I use Athletic Greens literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, and I wanted to see what all the hype was about. Now I've been on it for about six months, and I absolutely love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It has kind of a mild tropical taste that I actually look forward to every single morning. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food, sourced superfoods, probiotics, and aptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it costs you less than $3 a day, you're investing in your health, and it is cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Lockdown New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, and so as promised, we get to our first, you know, kind of blockbuster deal that the Rangers made, at least in today's episode here, as it pertains to the rebuild. We started with three fairly minor trades that the Rangers made, and now we move ahead another five days to February 23rd, 2019, and as I mentioned just a minute ago, uh, Matt Zuccarello is sent to the Dallas Stars in exchange for Zuki. The Rangers get a 2019 second round pick, a 2020 third round pick. Now, Zuccarello, you guys, anybody that's been watching the Rangers for any amount of time here, you guys don't really need me to tell you this, but I'll tell you anyway. Uh, Zuccarello was basically the heart and soul of this Ranger team. He was routinely the smallest guy on the ice, didn't play like it, you know, obviously had uh, some tenacity to him and played with a little bit of edge. He was always kind of a target of opposing players. You know, there's players on the other team that think they can push him around a little bit, and he always gave it right back just as good as he got it. And you know, just a very popular player. You'd have to look pretty long and pretty hard to find a fan who actually disliked Matt Zuccarello. And we're talking about, you know, Ranger fans where, you know, there's always differing opinions. It's really, really hard to get a 100% approval rating if you're a player for the New York Rangers from the fan base. You know, we can be a tough and kind of demanding fan base for sure. Uh, I think Matt Zuccarello, though, was one of those rare exceptions. This is somebody that was undrafted and just did far more in the NHL than anybody ever thought that he would. He was a huge part of this team through some really deep playoff runs, including the trip to the 2014 Stanley Cup Finals. He had a huge say in that run. And, you know, again, had to battle a bunch of adversity as well. He took a puck to the head the one time, actually uh, momentarily lost the ability to talk, just some really scary stuff. He's had to deal with some injuries since then. And it's great to see him, though, uh, you know, have such a nice season for the Minnesota Wild this past year, a point-per-game type of season. Uh, Really uh, just a total bounce-back campaign for Matt Zuccarello because he was really having a tough time for, you know, the first two seasons that uh, he had been off the Rangers and obviously played this half season with the Stars and uh, the last couple of seasons with the Minnesota Wild. He's had some tough times, but he's come back that much stronger. And like I said, that's absolutely awesome to see. And it's great to see him do it for a Western Conference team and uh, not a Ranger division rival. As far as the compensation for Matt Zuccarello, as we already mentioned, second rounder in 2019, 
third rounder in 2020. The Rangers used the second rounder to select defenseman Matthew Robertson, someone who has a little bit of buzz heading into training camp in the preseason this year, somebody who definitely intrigues me, a big, tough, physical defenseman. He was actually Braden Schneider's defense partner when they were both with the Hartford Wolfpack, and I got to believe Robertson will at least have a chance to win uh, the coveted and up for grabs sixth defenseman spot on the New York Rangers. As we've talked about on here, the top five spots seem to certainly be spoken for, but I think Robertson's going to get his chance to compete with guys like Nils Lundqvist and Zach Jones, Hunter Skinner, among others. Uh, I like the Robertson selection here, and you know the Rangers have been really good when it comes to drafting and developing defensemen. It's not always the case when it comes to drafting and developing forwards, but the Rangers, when they draft defensemen, they tend to turn them into pretty good players uh, more often than not. You know, at least among players that are drafted high or relatively high in the draft. And Robertson, it sounds like, has uh, turned some heads, really impressed some people with how he played for the Hartford Wolfpack this past season. And he's got a chance to be a very, very good player with the New York Rangers. Only time will tell there. Uh, as for the third rounder, the Rangers use it to select Oliver Tarnstrom. He doesn't seem to have as much buzz as some other Ranger prospects, but he did participate at the development camp uh, that just occurred this past month, and he's been playing for Sweden in the SHL. So we'll see what happens with Tarnstrom. It seems like to me, though, Matthew Robertson is the guy that the Rangers uh, really hold in high esteem and really seem to, uh, you know, hopefully have some long-term plans for. If he can't find his way onto this Ranger roster, if he can't eclipse guys like Zach Jones and Nils Lundqvist, then maybe he becomes trade bait uh, for some other teams if the Rangers are looking to acquire players at or near the deadline this season. And he'll be valuable for the Rangers in that regard as well if he ends up, uh, you know, netting them an important, uh, you know, trade deadline acquisition. But as far as, you know, putting a grade on this, I'll give it a B minus. I feel like for Matt Zuccarello, there's a decent chance that maybe a first rounder should have been involved. I mean, I don't know. You know, Zuccarello, if you look at his numbers, never produced like a true superstar, but this guy was just a, such a consistently rock solid player for such a long time for this Ranger team. And, you know, it's tough to compare trades. You know, how is this guy worth a first rounder? And how is that guy only worth a fourth rounder? But, you know, Matt Zuccarello, again, very consistent player for the Rangers, just strong production for many, many seasons. And, I don't know. Like, if, if you're the Rangers, at the time, I guess there would have been 30 or 31 other NHL teams or 29 or 30, somewhere in there. It just feels like, you know, somebody probably would have given you a first rounder for Matt Zuccarello in that situation. Maybe not. And, you know, they do fairly well to get themselves a second and a third. I just feel like maybe a first rounder could have been in play there for Matt Zuccarello. You know, we see a lot of players get traded these days and uh, they don't come cheaply. You know, Andrew Kopp ends up Netting the Jets, a first rounder and a second rounder. So I don't know. You know, it, again, it's tough to compare all these different trades. And it also, as this goes along here, and as we go through all these trades that the Rangers made during the rebuild, it gets more and more difficult for me to place a grade on it because we don't know what's going to happen with Matthew Robertson. Obviously, you know, his story is still being written here. He's yet to even play a single game in the NHL. And it's actually the same for Oliver Tarnstrom, who the Rangers also ended up drafting as a result of this trade. But Robertson does have some people excited. And I have a gut feeling we're going to see Robertson make his debut for the Rangers at some point this upcoming season. He seems to be cut from the same cloth as someone like Braden Schneider, whom, of course, he played with at the Hartford Wolfpack and shared the ice with him as his defense partner. So if he works out, then this trade of Matt Zuccarello will hurt some of us Ranger fans quite a bit less in the long run. But I do think it was a decent return for Zuccarello. So for that reason, I will give it a B-. minus. You know, a good trade, but maybe could have been a little bit better. And of course, as we mentioned, how Robertson and even Tarnstrom, how those two end up faring with the New York Rangers, uh, that can obviously either help or hurt this grade in the long run. But for the time being, decent return. We'll give it a B-. 
Another big one here. This one happened just two days after the trade of Matt Zuccarello as the Rangers basically just continue their fire sale. You've got Kevin Hayes being traded to the Winnipeg Jets on February 25th. 2019. Uh, the Rangers, in exchange for Kevin Hayes, get themselves Brendan Lemieux, a 2019 first-round pick, and a 2022 conditional fourth-round pick. Now, Hayes, of course, very solid player with the New York Rangers. He's had a little bit of a rough go of it lately, to say the very least. Obviously, he unexpectedly lost his brother this past offseason, and he ended up being named a finalist for the Bill Masterson Trophy. Uh, his brother, Jimmy Hayes, of course, played in the NHL and uh, just completely out of nowhere kind of stuff there where all of a sudden, uh, you know, he passes and obviously our hearts go out to Kevin Hayes and the entire family. But uh, that was not the only adversity he faced this past season. He ended up having abdominal surgery and then also had a blood infection. So just a really, really tough, you know, year, year and a half or however long it's been for Kevin Hayes. And obviously he's playing with the Flyers now, but we still wish him all the best. And uh, hopefully he has a better and just, you know, uh, healthier and happier season ahead of him. Obviously, nothing can ever bring back his brother, but uh, again, all the best to Kevin Hayes. Uh, but the Rangers do trade him away. Popular player when he was here. Brandon Lemieux, you know, it never really worked out with the New York Rangers for somebody who was actually a former first-round pick. He got the nickname of Sean Avery Light, and I'll be honest, I found Brandon Lemieux to be very entertaining, and, you know, it was kind of fun to watch him try to get under the skin of some of his opponents, but I don't think he was ever really a favorite of David Quinn, and I don't think the Rangers, it got to the point where I just don't think they ever saw him playing a significant role for this team, and as a result, uh, they end up dealing him to the LA Kings in exchange for a fourth round pick, and then the Rangers use that pick to select right winger Brody Lamb, uh, another participant in development camp. As for the first rounder that was part of this uh, Hayes trade here, the Rangers ended up trading it back to the Winnipeg Jets. The Jets use it to draft Vili Hainola, and this was also part of the trade that brought Jacob Truba to the Rangers. So there's a lot of moving pieces in this trade, and for all his critics, Truba has been a big part of this New York Ranger team. More on him in a short time here. But as for the 2022 fourth rounder, the Rangers end up taking center Noah Laba, and only time is going to tell there. Uh, he was in development camp this past month as well for the New York Rangers, and we'll see how he ends up, uh, you know, working out with the New York Rangers. But as far as the grade, I'm going to say B+, because the Rangers eventually parlayed this trade into acquiring Jacob Truba. Truba's been a big part of this rebuild. I realize he's kind of a polarizing Ranger. There's fans that absolutely love him. There's fans that uh, just want to run him out of town. But the Rangers, they felt like they needed to trade Hayes, who's a couple years older than Truba. Hayes has had some success, but hasn't ever really been a true superstar in this league. And of course, uh, he really went through some adversity this past year. So once again, all the best to Kevin Hayes. But overall, the fact that this trade in a roundabout way led to the Rangers getting Jacob Truba, I got to say that that's a good thing overall. And we'll give this trade a B plus because Truba has been a big part of this Ranger team and of this Ranger rebuild, despite, you know, at times being maybe a little bit inconsistent, but for the most part, uh, a really good player. And like I said, we're going to be talking quite a bit more about Jacob Truba uh, in due time here. We will do that in just a second. But first, I just want to let everybody know that today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate? That's right, Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein. 
Like all Built Bars, the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff is covered in 100% real chocolate. That means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. So good. You are going to love the new Cookie Dough Chunk Puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKS15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKS15. All right, so we've got a minor trade by the Rangers here, and we're going to follow that up immediately with two big-time trades for the New York Rangers. But this also happened on February 5th, 2019. The Rangers trade defenseman Adam McQuaid to the Columbus Blue Jackets in exchange for defenseman Julius Bergman, a 2019 fourth-round pick and a 2019 seventh-round pick. This was the middle of the only season that McQuaid played for the New York Rangers. He had previously spent nine seasons with the Boston Bruins, kind of an enforcer type uh, with the Rangers. He played 36 games, had two goals and three assists. He went to the Blue Jackets, had a goal and an assist in 14 games down the stretch, and then he retired after the season. As for Bergman, who the Rangers acquired, he was a former second-round pick, but he actually never played an NHL game before or after this trade. Uh, He played this past season in Sweden. He played in only 10 games with the Hartford Wolfpack. That was all in the same season in which the Rangers acquired him. So obviously just never really panned out for Julius Bergman. Uh, As for the fourth rounder, the Rangers used that pick to draft defenseman Hunter Skinner. Skinner, still a prospect with the Rangers. The Rangers do seem to like him. The thing that's working against Skinner, we talked about this just a second ago, we were talking about Matthew Robertson, but it's just the competition for playing time. I mean, there's four, five, six defensemen gunning for basically one job on the New York Rangers, that sixth and final defenseman spot. Uh, Skinner did win gold at the World Juniors with the USA the last time that the tournament was actually completed. And, you know, this is where, once again, it does start to get a little bit tougher because When it comes to the Rangers acquiring draft picks and these trades, it remains to be seen how it's going to play out for guys like Matthew Robertson, how it's going to play out for guys like Hunter Skinner. But Skinner, you know, the Rangers do seem to like him, especially when you consider that they got him as late as the fourth round, and they only gave up Adam McQuaid to do it. McQuaid was on his last legs by then, and the Rangers didn't really have any need to hang on to him. So for that reason, I think this trade is a plus. Uh, As for the seventh rounder, the Rangers took right winger Eric Ciccolini, Uh, That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. He no longer appears to be with the New York Rangers. But if I'm going to grade this, I'm going to give it a B plus because, again, the Rangers had no use for Adam McQuaid. Kind of a house money trade. And if nothing else, they did acquire themselves Hunter Skinner, a defenseman that they took in the fourth round, who they seem to be fairly high on. You know, we'll see how it all shakes out. Hey, he could surprise us and be out there on opening night opposite Braden Schneider. You never know how this is going to go. But again, the very fact that, you know, they had no reason to hang on to McQuaid, very much a house money trade, and they got themselves a fourth-round pick and a defenseman that uh, they at least somewhat like. So uh, I think you got to like that trade if you're a Ranger fan. And now we move ahead to April 30th, 2019, and unquestionably one of the absolute biggest moves, I'd say probably top three move of the entire rebuild, uh, especially as it pertains to just trades, and that is the Rangers dealing a 2019 second-round pick and a 2020 conditional third-round pick to the Carolina Hurricanes for some guy named Adam Fox. I don't know. Have you guys heard of this guy? I mean, where do we even start when it comes to Adam Fox? The guy just bursts onto the scene immediately after debuting three years ago. He looks like he belongs right away. Just looked like he was going to be a very special player right from the get-go. Fox and Lindgren, you guys have heard me talk about this in the past. It's as good of a pairing as there is in this league. Uh, They just complement each other really well. I said during the first season that we saw these two playing together that this was... 
had the potential, at least, to be the best Ranger defenseman duo since Brian Leach and Jeff Bukaboom. And I did not say that lightly at the time. I don't say it lightly now. But show me a better duo that the Rangers have had since then uh, that are any better than Adam Fox and Ryan Lindgren. And I say that with nothing but respect for guys like Ryan McDonough and Dan Girardi and even Mark Stahl. You know, Stahl tapered off near the end. But obviously, the Rangers have had some great defensemen. I think this is the best pairing that they've had uh, since Leach and Bukaboom. And with Fox, you know, his importance cannot be understated. He's just an absolute assist machine. Uh, his importance on both the power play and the penalty kill are absolutely through the roof. He's incredible at defending odd man rushes. You know, the list goes on and on and on. You guys watch Adam Fox play, so you know what I'm talking about. And on top of how good he is in his own end, this guy's a point-per-game defenseman. He had 11 goals and 63 assists this past season, so 74 points in 78 games, just shy of the point-per-game milestone. But then in the playoffs, you know, another 23 points in 20 games, one of the absolute best, and that was confirmed when he won the Norris Trophy two years ago, uh, finished fifth this past season in Norris Trophy voting. There's no defenseman in this league that I would rather have right now when you factor in uh, his age and his skill level. I know a lot of people are going to point to Kale McCarr. They're both phenomenal, but Fox is still my guy. And honestly, uh, Fox would have been worth not just a second and a conditional third. He would have been worth, you know, two first-round picks if the Rangers had to give up that much to get him. Now, obviously, uh, some eyebrows would have went up because this trade was made before Adam Fox had ever even played in the NHL. But what a great job by the Rangers scouting department, you know, going out there and finding Adam Fox. I know that Fox was trying his best to kind of force his way to New York and play for the New York Rangers. But man, this is still highway robbery by the New York Rangers. And what a player that they got here. Uh, somebody that's going to be an elite defenseman in this league for many, many years to come. This trade is an A-plus no matter what. You know, we don't even have to dive into what the Canes did with those two draft picks. But just to kind of bring everything full circle here and do our due diligence, the Canes ended up flipping the second round pick to the Ottawa Senators. They ended up taking goalie Matt Sogard. He played his first two games of his NHL career with the Senators this past year. And then with the third rounder, the Canes ended up taking a right winger, Noel Gundler. And I say this with all due respect, who cares? It does not matter what the Canes would have ended up doing with these two draft picks. There's no way uh, that you know, these two draft picks combined can even hold a candle to Adam Fox. So this trade is absolutely an A+. Once again, just absolute highway robbery by the New York Rangers, landing somebody who is among the absolute best defensemen in the game. And then about six or seven weeks later, the Rangers send defenseman Neil Pionk on his way to the Winnipeg Jets with a 2019 first-round pick in exchange for Jacob Truba. That happened on June 17th, 2019. As we talked about earlier in today's episode, you know, Truba is a little bit of a polarizing player. He's also a very good player. You know, we did an episode a while back where I talked about the possibility of a Truba trade somewhere down the line. His full no move becomes limited after not next season, but the one after. And I still think it could end up happening as far as a Truba trade. The Rangers could be in a situation where they need to free up some money. And they might also be in a situation where they have just a surplus of quality defensemen. That could certainly be the case. And so a, a Truba trade cannot be ruled out somewhere down the line. But with all that said, Jacob Truba is a tone setter, just an absolutely vicious hitter. He's become a vocal leader in the locker room by all accounts. I personally think that he's had a very good influence on Keandre Miller. You know, Keandre getting to play with uh, a fairly elite defenseman in this league and, you know, learn from a veteran, somebody who, again, has established himself as a leader in that Ranger locker room. And he just brought stability to the blue line as the, you know, grizzled veteran, so to speak. Now, it's crazy to call him a grizzled veteran in some respects because he was only 25 when he came to the Rangers, but 
you know, that's pretty old by Rangers standards. It certainly was old by Rangers standards two years ago. But, you know, we talked about how Panarin was the centerpiece of the rebuild as it pertained to the forwards. Truba was the centerpiece as it pertained to the defensemen. Someone who is still in the running to be the next captain of this team and someone who will continue to have to be a big-time player for this team if they're going to get to where they want to go. As for Neil Pionk, bit of a mixed bag with the Rangers. He could run point on the power play and do so fairly effectively. He could rack up some assists, but his defense often left something to be desired. I think the Rangers were looking at Truba as being more of the complete package you know, compared to Neil Pionk, and I'd have to say they were right. Uh, Pionk has been a solid player for the Jets the past few seasons, even though that team is kind of a mess. And then as far as the first rounder is concerned for the Jets, that's the one that the Jets traded to the Rangers in the Kevin Hayes trade. And then the Rangers, of course, traded back to them in this trade to land themselves Jacob Truba. So again, a lot of moving parts, but the Jets ended up taking defense and Vili Hainola. We mentioned him a little bit earlier, but he had five assists in 12 games. Uh, Hainola obviously has some upside, as does anybody who's taken in the first round. And Pionk is a very good player. But again, I can't fault the Rangers for doing what they did here and going out and getting themselves a young and established defenseman such as Jacob Truba. And again, it's hard to grade some of these trades because, you know, for Heinola, for example, we don't know how he's going to play out. But the Rangers went out, they saw the need to get a big-time defenseman on this team. They went out, they made it happen, they extended him. It was a hefty price to pay, and of course, Truba does have his critics. But if I'm grading this, I got to go B+. Truba has been a big part of this Ranger blue line and should continue to be for at least the next two seasons or maybe longer. Uh, Truba's importance to this team, I don't think can really be understated. We move ahead to July 1st, 2019. The Rangers shipped the aforementioned Jimmy Vesey to the Buffalo Sabres in exchange for a third round pick. Again, we talked about Vesey uh, briefly a little bit earlier in this episode, and we'll see if the Rangers do indeed end up bringing him back. But you know, the Rangers, they were Still rebuilding and kind of retinkering. I don't think that they saw a ton of upside in Jimmy Vesey. And this actually, July 1, 2019, it's the same exact day the Rangers signed Artemi Panarin as a free agent. So an eventful day there for the Rangers. Uh, Vesey played 240 games with the Rangers, which is more than I would have uh, guessed. You know, he was here probably a little bit longer than a lot of people realize, uh, parts of three seasons. And he scores 50 goals and has 40 assists. So modest third-line production, but... The best seasons of his career came while he was with the Rangers. Uh, he's played for four teams in the past three seasons, the Sabres, the Leafs, the Canucks, and the Devils. And to make a long story short, uh, 45 points in 182 games. So his production just has not been there. And the Rangers sort of sold high on Jimmy Vesey. Even if he wasn't at a superstar level, it was still kind of a case of uh, the Rangers once again selling high. As for the third rounder that they got, the Rangers chose Jaden Grubb, a center. Uh, Grubb was actually the first pick of the third round that year. And Grubb is still just 19 years old. He had 35 points in 68 games in the OHL this past season. And so given VZ's lack of production over these past few years, you got to say that this was a good trade for the New York Rangers. You know, getting a third rounder, you draft somebody in the first three rounds, you're looking at them to hopefully become uh, an important part of your team. And we'll see what happens with Jaden Grubb. But again, for this trade, I got to go A- minus because they sold high on VZ, got themselves a third rounder. And hey, Jimmy VZ might be back on the Rangers this year anyway. So... We'll see how that all shakes out. Uh, but again, a nice trade by the Rangers here. Uh, once again, selling high on somebody that they didn't think had a tremendously high ceiling. Somebody who's obviously been able to stick in the NHL, but uh, never reached uh, star level or anything close to it. And frankly, uh, has not been nearly as good with the other teams that he's played for since he left the New York Rangers. So we'll go A-. minus. We got one more trade to cover here today, and then we will have part three at a later date. But the last one for today 
Vladislav Nemestikov traded by the Rangers to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for defenseman Nick Ebert and a 2021 fourth-round pick. This happened on October 7th, 2019. And as we mentioned uh, in a recent episode, this trade occurred just two games into the start of the regular season, which very strange time to trade someone. And as we mentioned in our last episode, Nemesikov was part of the disastrous trade of JT Miller and Ryan McDonough to the Tampa Bay Lightning. We really don't need to get into that again. Uh, definitely listen to the last episode if you want to hear my thoughts on that trade, which clearly did not work out for the Rangers. But at this point, you know, when Nemesikov was traded here, the Rangers, based on when in the season they traded him, again, just two games into the season, it's pretty obvious that they were done with Vladislav Nemesikov. And at this point, he had only played one full season with the Rangers. Uh, he's bounced around the league since this trade happened, has been less than a half a point per game player. Uh, as far as the return, Nick Ebert never played in the NHL before or after this trade. He played in one season with the Hartford Wolfpack, had five goals and 11 assists, and then he also played in Sweden this past year, so it didn't work out for Nick Ebert. Uh, and the fourth round of the Rangers use it to select left winger Cali Vizanen. Vizanen participated in Prospects Camp. And again, he's one of those guys that you hear his name every so often. Doesn't seem to have the buzz that a lot of the other prospects do, although he is still just 19 years old. If I'm going to grade this, I'll say C-. minus. It's Vladislav Nemesikov, so you can only expect so much of a return. But Ebert, once again, never played in a single game with the Rangers, so they obviously whiffed there. And we'll see what happens with Vizanen. You never know what can happen, but he doesn't seem to be one of the elite Ranger prospects, at least not to this point. So they didn't get much for Nemesikov. You're not going to get much for Nemesikov, but Nemesikov, if nothing else, has at least stuck in the league, uh, bouncing from team to team, and the Rangers really didn't seem to get much uh, in return for him. Obviously, it didn't work out for Ebert and Vizanen. It, once again, remains to be seen, uh, but we'll go C-minus for this trade, and I figure we can call it there for today. Just your daily reminder that Tyler Mott is still indeed a free agent, and a reminder for everybody that played in the Fantasy League last season, if you want to play again this season, definitely reach out and let me know, and you can uh, save your spot. If you did not play in the Fantasy League last season, then email me or DM me on Twitter sooner rather than later, and we'll kind of put you on the waiting list, and if people don't return from last season, we'll definitely get you in there. Uh, but that will do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com, and definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely make sure to subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Thanks for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. In our next episode, we're going to talk about Jimmy Vesey, if the Rangers do indeed officially sign him by then. We're also going to get into uh, some World Juniors talk as well and talk about some of the players representing the Rangers at the World Juniors tournament. Now make your second listen, Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in the hockey world. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast.